Hello and welcome back to Makes the Ball Talk Gibberish. I have to start by apologising. Um, I am <laughs> incredibly sorry for the lack of content, uh, you know, over the last month or so. Um, yeah, I've not had a lot of entertainment value for the last month, much like the league. So uh, <laughs> we'll go through it all, you know, I know I've missed a, a few weeks, so we'll go through as much as we can. I mean, we'll probably just focus on the last day and what's you know, and how it finished, because we are actually at the end of the season now, in case you didn't know. Um, but yeah, it's been, well, you know, this season, as I say, last month or so, it's been pretty mediocre, I would argue. I think it's been, the entertainment values isn't there in the league, and, you know, it meandered to a predictable end. You know, going into the final day, there wasn't really much to sort out. We went, we got there in a roundabout way, but, you know, the favourites all won. And, yeah, Leeds, Leeds avoided the drop. They looked, they were favourites to go down ahead of Burnley, but, you know, all they had to do was win. And you couldn't really... And, and you know, Burnley, it's a surprise that they lost to Newcastle in the way that they did, but, you know, I think that that's not a huge surprise. So really there wasn't that many final surprises because going into the last day, you know, Spurs just had to beat Norwich to get top four and that was always going to happen. Um, and yeah, you know, it, it, it's, it really was quite predictable. City obviously had to win to win the league. They nearly fucking lost. But luckily... Well, I say luckily, I mean, at the end of the day, the bad guys won, didn't they? But the other bad guys also lost, so that's fine. But <laughs> I'm joking, of course. I mean, you know, we all know, well, you all know what I think about uh, someone potentially winning the quadruple. It would be bad for football, but it's equally as bad that a state-run project is winning and no one's talking about how bad that is. So, you know, a sports-washing project... Hoovering up trophies is not a good look at all. But when City do it, no one says a fucking thing, do they? You know, you've got no one saying this is a front, this is, you know, whatever. Anyway, we'll go through it all, as I say, and we'll uh, we'll talk about, you know, everything, that what it all means and the final picture. And, you know, just a quick word on Man United as well. Absolute shite. So anyway, let's uh, let's move on. So, yeah, we'll go through the games individually because, you know, I have, as I say, I haven't really done it for a while. So we'll go through the games and, you know, where we'll go through the table and what it kind of means for everyone. So, you know, we'll just go through the games on the last day of the season very quickly. So Arsenal played Everton. Um, oh, and also, like, you know, it was very disappointing, just on a side note, very disappointing that Everton was safe going into the final day. I mean, don't get me wrong, you know, I'm not saying that Everton should have gone down or, you know, it would have been good to have gone down. It would have been quite funny because it would have been ridiculous um, that they hired Frank Lampard to get them out of trouble. Um, but, you know, that was a bit disappointing from a neutral perspective in terms of entertainment because, you know, you it was a straight fight between Burnley and Leeds. If, if Everton had lost against Palace, then obviously you'd have a three-way... You know, you, you, and, and quite frankly... Would Burnley have gone down still? Uh, yeah, uh, Burnley would have still gone down had Everton lost against Palace. But it would, you know, 
if Burnley had equalised in the last minute, then obviously they stay up because they've got a better goal difference than Everton. So it would have been very interesting uh, having Everton. Because also, Burnley, if you've got two people who you can, or one of two who you can catch, it's psychologically a lot different, I would think. Whereas if you're looking at the lead score and they're winning, you're losing, you need two goals, you know, the legs start going, you think, fucking hell, we're actually going to go down. Whereas if you're looking at the Leeds and Everton score, Everton are getting battered on the last day by Arsenal, and you think, fuck, we just need an equaliser, we just need one goal. And if they get it, then they're staying up. So, you know. But then again, equally, Everton only have that bad a goal difference because they got battered by Arsenal. So they would have been a lot tighter because they would have needed a, uh, you know, a better result. So they wouldn't have gone to Arsenal and got thumped like they did because they, you know, it was just the relief of the season. It had been such a shit season, but they were safe at the end of it so they could rebuild for next, you know. That performance spoke volumes about that. You know, Everton were relieved. All the pressure was gone and they didn't have anything to play for on the last day. So... You know, whereas if they did, they certainly wouldn't have, what well, you'd like to think, they wouldn't have conceded five against Arsenal. So, you know, it's, uh, but, it, you know, obviously that would have been, it just would have been a lot different in a lot of ways and and it would have been a lot more interesting, personally. You know, anyway, I, you know, it's one of them, isn't it? It didn't happen that way, so, and that's the problem, you know. Also, we'll talk about the FA Cup final as well uh, at the end, but I, I, I do want to mention that, you know, I think it's absolutely ridiculous that they played the FA Cup final in the season. You know, they were... Like, what happens if... Like, they're essentially saying the FA Cup final isn't as important as the last round of fixtures of the league. And don't get me wrong, it's harder to win the league than the FA Cup. You know, there's obviously more games involved. You know, you have have to have a high rate of consistency. You can get a lucky draw. Not that Liverpool did, because they did play... The two biggest, the two other biggest sides in the country, on the way to play to winning the, or sorry, the best sides, not the biggest, <laughs> but important distinction. <laughs> anyway, um, you know they had to play Chelsea in the final, obviously City in the semi final. So you know they did have a tough run. You know they played the two best opponents they could play on their way to it. Um, so yeah, like you know they they haven't had an easy run per se. But they've only played what seven games? Do you only play if you're in the league? In the, if you're in the Premier League, I think it's about six or seven. So maybe not even that. So you know, it's harder to win the league, in my opinion. You may disagree, but you'd be wrong. So you know, you're saying that the FA Cup final, but you know, it's still it's a cup final, isn't it? Let's be honest. It is. It is. All the seasons or games in the FA Cup have culminated in that one game. You know, that's a very important game. So you're saying that that final is not as important as this round of fixtures, which could ultimately be pointless had results gone the other way in the run-up. So, you know, City could have already won the league going into that, and it looked as though they, they would have, essentially, if they hadn't drawn against West Ham. Um, the top four would have been decided, which essentially it was, because Spurs, there was no way Arsenal they were going to lose to Norwich. And you could have had relegation confirmed, which it wasn't, of course. But, you know, let's just say that you basically have everyone confirmed. You know, you know the winner, you know the top four, and you know relegation. Other than that, there's not really any important, there's not really any, like, sort of significance or uh, interest. You know, ooh, someone could finish 10th instead of 11th. No one cares, you know, to 
to make that more important than the FA Cup final is ridiculous. So I don't, I just don't understand what they were thinking. You know, oh yeah, the FA Cup isn't as important as maybe watching Arsenal finish fourth. It's pathetic, isn't it? I mean, we're being told, oh, the FA Cup's the, you know, it's the, it's the people's cup. It's the best thing, you know, oh, the magic of the cup. And they, and you know, and then you got journalists going, oh, they're trying to erode the magic of the cup. Oh, let's not forget about it. Oh, the FA Cup's still important. It's still important. Well, if it is, the FA, you, someone should tell the fucking FA and the Premier League because they don't think it's important anymore. It's just a joke. Like, you know, you, it's just, it's just ridiculous. You know, they think that, you know, fucking... Chelsea versus Watford is more important than the FA Cup final. Like, you know, that's supposed to be the showpiece and the end of the domestic season. And it always has been, as far as I can remember. And I don't really understand why they've moved it. You know, who cares about... I mean, don't get me wrong. Obviously, yes, it is important. But, like, you know, the league should be finished and then you should have FA Cup final, surely. I, I, I just don't understand it. Why would you have it before the round, before the fixtures are finished? I just thought it was crazy. It really does dampen and sort of water down the, the significance of the FA Cup. That's just my opinion, but you know, anyway. Anyway, right, so this is about the league though, isn't it? This this chat, uh, so apologies. I keep getting sidetracked. Anyway, so we'll go through the games, then we'll go through the tight table and we'll just talk about, you know, what it all means. Uh, and we'll go through the, you know, we'll go just go through whatever pops into my head, basically. So, Arsenal versus Everton. You know, Arsenal... See, the thing is, right, Arsenal beat Everton 5-1. And yeah, they battered them because Everton had nothing to play for. And Arsenal needed to win and hope that Spurs lost against Norwich. So really, Arsenal didn't have anything to play for either. You know, it's unfortunate for Arsenal because they did put a really good run together at the end of the like towards the end of the season but equally Spurs put just as impressive run together you know last 5 games Spurs won 4 and drew 1 and last 5 games Arsenal lost 2 games and they were against new well one of them was against Newcastle like that is the fucking problem isn't it you can't put that run together and li- they lost to Spurs 3-0, they got battered by Spurs. Well, that was the game. If they'd, I mean, obviously, if they beat Spurs, then they would finish fourth. But if they'd have just drawn, or like, you know, they, they just got they got battered. I mean, they did get a red card straight, like quite early. Rob Holding got sent off for two bookings. It was foolish. It was, it was quite poor of him, really. You know, he's just idiot. Um, but the Newcastle game, having lost to Spurs, you have to make sure you beat Newcastle. Have to. Otherwise, you are... You know, you, you're fucked. And yeah, lo and behold, they, they lost to Newcastle, which was a really dire performance. And Spurs have just fucking steamrolled. Like, you know, they've been really good. They only finished three points behind Chelsea. You know, so they've been really good. I mean, Conte got them playing well. He got, he got, he got, them, he got them rolling for the last, you know, few months of the season. And yeah. Like, you know, Spurs could be a, a force to be reckoned with with him there. I mean, I don't think they're necessarily going to win the league next season. But hey, who knows? You know, obviously, well, actually, no, everyone knows, don't they? That's the problem. So, but yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it, it was, it was, it was disappointing for Arsenal fans, uh, though, really, because, you know, 
they were so close. And 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 this should be looked at as a successful season, but it won't be, and that's the problem. You know, Arteta has kind of over-delivered this season. You know, everyone was predicting that they'd finish 8th or 7th again, you know, or maybe just sneak into Europe. Um, and, you know, they, they've, they've actually smashed it. They've been, you know, a lot better than every... Well, they've been better than every team who finished below them in terms of the way they've played and, you know, their entertainment and the way that they've been able to adapt to Arteta. It's been very, it's been very impressive from Arsenal, but people won't will forget this, and so when they're in trouble next season potentially, he won't be, you know, it'll be like, oh well, he failed last season, he failed to deliver Champions League, and now they're struggling again, and it's like actually the narrative should be he over delivered last season, and you know if we were to finish fifth next season, then it would still be good, you know, it would still be a very good rebuild because. Arsenal have been kind of left behind over the last like ten years, you know. Since 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 Wenger, well, towards the end of Wenger's reign, really, you know, they they they've they've been left behind, right? and it's going to take a very long time for them to get. I mean, obviously, you know, it's difficult to compete financially with City, Liverpool, Manchester United. Because and Chelsea, um, because of you know the the, the structures in place, um, and you know the investment, the level of investment, but it's uh, it should be seen as a success. It was a successful season for Arsenal, and you know they've got some good young players there. As I say, I've said on a on a previous chat that Saka Bukayo Saka will be one of the best players in the league next season because he's that good. Honestly, he is phenomenal, and he will be. He'll be. He'll be really good for them next season. And I just think that, you know, they've got you know a lot of good players in that there. Like Smith Rowe, for example, looked looked really good. Um, I mean, I I said that he was he's you know very similar to Odegaard, but actually Smith Rowe looks so he can play left, uh, which is quite, you know. I mean, Odegaard should play through the middle. He's definitely a ten, but. You know, Smith Rowe looks as though he can play wide left and, and cut inside, which is which is, you know, different to Odegaard. Um they need a striker though, Arsenal. They'll need a striker over, over the summer. But you know, if they can get the pieces right pieces in place, then I don't see why they can't have another good season next next year. But you know, we'll obviously do look at that after uh the summer and, and at the start of next season. But yeah, Arsenal, they've had a great season. Obviously, it's disappointing uh, because really it's that one loss against Newcastle that have cost them because they only finished behind Spurs by two points. So one loss into a win and they would have obviously got it. But, you know, and you shouldn't be losing to Newcastle. Like, fucking hell. Like, you know, when you've got that much to play for, do you know what I mean? You've just got battered against Spurs and you know that if you lose this game, you're going to fucking finish fifth instead of fourth. It's really, really quite poor from Arsenal. But as I say, that should not mean it's 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 disappointing, but it should not and it was poor it was a poor performance, but it should not be looked at as a poor season because of it, you know? And that, and that's that's my point. And I think Arsenal fans should take a lot of heart from uh, from what's happened, uh, you know. Um anyway, yeah, so they battered Everton what so we'll talk about Everton later. Um 
Brentford Leeds, obviously we know what happened, Leeds won and so they stayed up because Burnley lost against Newcastle. You know, so fair play, well done to Leeds, um, you know, commiserations to Burnley. But um, you know, I think unfortunately a lot of neutrals would rather see Leeds in the league. You know, they play more attractive football. Um but then again Leeds will just get complete that, you know, Rafinha will leave, Luke Ayling, I think he should definitely fucking be, you know, going somewhere like Man United, quite frankly, because he's fucking amazing. He's the best player in the league, Luke Ayling, hands down. <laughs> like he well he is. He's one of the in my opinion, he is a fantastic player and he should I mean look, he shouldn't be in the England squad necessarily because we've got a lot of good right backs. We do. But he should be there or thereabouts because he's that fucking good. That's my opinion. And, you know, a lot of people will disagree, but I just think he's fucking brilliant. <laughs> he's so good to watch. Um but yeah, like you know, he'll leave, uh, the goalkeeper will leave, I reckon. You know, there's just a lot of fellas who will leave. Uh, you know, Kat Phillips, of course. Uh, Jack Harrison looks like he's a good, looks like a good player. Uh, Rodrigo. You know, but there's going to be a lot of players who will leave, uh, and then Leeds will really struggle again. Uh, yeah, so it's it's going to be it's going to be difficult for Leeds going forward because there's a lot of fellas who probably think, well, I don't want to be in another scrap. I don't want to be in another relegation battle, and it looks as though it might be perpetual for Leeds because. The only reason they were rip roaringly good was because of the coach last season, and uh, you know he's obviously gone, and a lot of the players are burnt out because of it. So they'll a lot of them will leave. Uh, so it could be a little bit tough for Leeds going forward. But congratulations to them. You know they have stayed up, and, and you know what? Really, honestly, like staying in the league is huge because you can attract a better class, a quality of player. So, you know, maybe it'll be all right. Maybe they'll be able to replace all those players uh, with adequate replacements and, and, you know, maybe survive a little bit easier next season. Um, Brighton beat West Ham 3-1 on the last day, which meant that West Ham finished outside the Europa League places, um, which was obviously disappointing for West Ham. But, you know, they put so much into the Europa League campaign this year and, you know, fell at the... Second to last early, you know, like in the semi-finals, oh, disappointing. You know, I like I quite like West Ham to be honest with you, like, and I'm dis I was disappointed for them. Like it was really, really stupid. Um, the Aaron Cresswell challenge. I don't know, like he got sent off like that in with one of the exact same tackles in um, the quarterfinals. I think it was. You know, he just pulled the guy down when he was last man, like from a ball over the top, and it just. Just take the goal or just give him the chance. Do you know what I mean? Don't fucking bring him down. You know, because then you're definitely off, aren't you? If if you let him go through and he he could he, he could score, fair. He could. And he and he probably would. But you know, you've got most of the game left. You can equalise, do you know what I mean? Don't jeopardize you the you the, the whole team's chances of, of fucking winning a trophy. It was it was ridiculous. It was a really really stupid thing, and he could, and the fact that he'd done it exactly the same over like a few weeks earlier. Anyway, right. So yeah, it was it was just stupid. So yeah, West Ham disappointed for him, but you know Brighton are brilliant as well. You know, best team in the league. So <laughs> you know, most entertaining. Apart from well, apart from Arsenal, Arsenal were pretty good this season. Um. Anyway, so yeah, Brighton they've had a fantastic season again. I don't expect Graham Potter to be there next season. I think he will leave. Uh, 
because you know there's going to be some there's going to be some vacancies, isn't there? Let's be honest. There's going to be some uh, high profile ones. I mean, obviously United have have hired a new manager who, that we just talked that about at length. Um, yeah, just you know, I think that there's going to be. I mean, Chelsea is still up in the air massively. I mean, the new owners are coming in, but I haven't really heard much more about that. Uh, so if Tuchel was to walk, you could potentially have Rodgers going to Chelsea, which could vacate the Leicester job, of course. So, you know, it's interesting, isn't it? So we'll, we'll have to see what happens. I mean, Everton, you know, I would I would be surprised if Lampard, you know, why would they want him to stay? He's been pretty fucking shocking. Uh, speaking of Everton, pretty, pretty, um, you know, just going back to them. Uh, you know, actually, no, we'll do that later. Um, oh yeah, Burnley, Newcastle. Uh, unfortunately, Burnley lost, so you know, unfortunately, they went down. Uh, Chelsea won two one against Watford. The most pointless game of the day, you know, like Watford were already down. Chelsea were guaranteed to finish third, so um because of their goal difference you know because of their superior goal difference against against but even if they'd have lost like 4-0 they still would have finished third so yeah pointless game palace palace united another pointless game but really if united had won then they would have finished well still still sixth so yeah that was pointless for them really um but yeah really shit from from United this season, really really terrible, and you know you don't really know like what the situation is because of the whole you know leaking of stories and all all the rest of it. It's just I don't know. It was it's a mess, and um, you know we're gonna do a few things. We're actually gonna do me and Andrew are gonna do another special about Man United and review their whole season. So if you're interested in that, if you like the like the previous episode with me and Andrew, then please tune into that. But that's going to be a huge episode where we talk about Man United at length, uh, so it might not be for everyone. Uh, um, but yeah, so I won't talk about them too much today. Uh, Leicester, Southampton, actually that that one was the most fucking pointless game of the season. I mean, you know, it did take Leicester from, you know, from 10th to 8th, but, you know, so what <laughs> like um, well actually no it didn't because you know well actually yeah it took, it took them from ninth to 8th because yeah Brighton were Wolves were ahead of them and they lost so that, that was that <laughs> um, yeah Rubbish and Southampton were obviously well safe at that point in fact Southampton was so safe that they drew and lost their last four games or their last five games so they lost four on the bounce to, to end the season, you know, because they just knew they were safe. Like, you know, no, like that's the joint worst form with Norwich and Watford who were relegated in March and April. So, <laughs> you know, it's uh, pretty bad. Um, Liverpool won 3 1 against Wolves and City won 3 2 against Villa. Uh, Spurs battered Norwich at 5 0. Congratulations, Spurs. That meant they finished fourth. But yeah, this is the main issue, isn't it? Uh, so we'll... Uh, Liverpool City. Oh, my word. So, uh, you know, as I say, it's not been particularly entertaining up to the last day. And then the last day was, you know, most of it 
was pointless. But that was the one thing that well, I mean, if City, it was it it happened how we thought it would happen, but in a roundabout way, it gave everyone hope. So you know, obviously, you know, you know the story by now because you know it's been four days since it happened. Um, but you know, you've all been waiting for my take, haven't you? You know, you've read, you've looked at things, you've watched everything. You watched the final day unfold, and you thought, you know what? I want to wait till he makes the ball talk gibberish. I want to see what the what, what they've got to say about this. So here we are. <laughs> but yeah, Liverpool. It's 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 the hope that kills you, isn't it, Liverpool fans? You know, at the end of the day, when Villa were two 0 up with twenty minutes to go, you're thinking, right, this is Liverpool's. You know, and then it ticks to fifteen minutes to go, and they're two 0 up. Wow. 15 minutes to go. City need three goals. There's no way they can do it. Because Liverpool were drawing at this time, though. And that would have been the killer, wouldn't it? If City had lost, but Liverpool had only drawn. That would have been horrendous. Because you would have still lost on goal difference. Which would have been pretty shit. <laughs> so, you know... With 12 minutes to go, you're thinking, or sorry, 15 minutes to go, you're thinking, right, Liverpool, we just need a goal, and then we've won we've won the league and we're on for the quadruple. And then you see that Gundogan gets one goal back. So you're thinking, oh, okay, maybe it's a bit too too little, too late. And then Rodri equalises two minutes later with 12 minutes to go. And then three minutes later, Gundogan scores to turn it around completely. 3-2 City, all they have to do is hold it. And Spurs... Liverpool are still drawing at this stage. City are winning their game and Liverpool are drawing. So Liverpool have to win, obviously, and hope that Villa draw. And you know what? I think Liverpool did brilliantly to actually win that game because they, they scored two late goals, you know, Salah in the 84th minute, I think it was, and then somebody else, uh, you know, in the 89th or whatever it was. Um, but they did that after they'd seen that City had come back from 2-0 down to be winning 3-2. So, you know, when Klopp talks about mentality monsters, that's what it is. You know, you know you're that no matter what you do, City have just done a ridiculous comeback and are going to win the league, but you still go out there and win the game. You know, with, with five minutes to go, you still find a goal. I think that's quite impressive. And they're going to need their, that mentality to pick themselves up for the uh, for the Champions League final. Um, but there's a bigger game happening that weekend. So, you know, um, it's not the biggest game left. Obviously, the Championship playoff final is uh, the biggest game of the, of the weekend. So, you know, that'll be one to watch, I would say, on Sunday. Uh, I'm actually missing the Champions League final. I'm leaving the country entirely to get away from the rhetoric. So, uh, yes because I've, I've logged on to BBC Sport here and it's already class of 22 about Liverpool. Fuck off. Like, seriously. <laughs> like, but yeah, anyway, we're talking about the league. And yeah, it was just a really horrible final day for Liverpool fans. Um, you know, as I said before, you know, it wasn't good for, 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 for anyone. You know, I mean, City winning the league, in my humble opinion... Um, is is not good for football. Um, Liverpool winning the league as part of a quadruple is not good for football either. So, you know, 
And unfortunately now, that's what it's going to be. It's going to be a toss-up between them two for a while. I mean, obviously, give it two or three seasons and then Newcastle will be there. But, you know, what do you do when the when the entertainment value just isn't there, when you just, like, you know that it's going to be one of those two who are going to win it for the foreseeable? Um, you know, that's what the case has been for in Spain for, the, for you know, God knows how long. Obviously, you've had Atletico Madrid, Valencia, famously under Rafa Benitez in 2000... 2001, was it? 2000, 2000? Whatever. Anyway, point is, you know, you've got... You've got two clubs, usually, who are going to win the league. And it would take a massive season from a third one who is outside those two to win the league, like we see in Spain. Like we see, well, we don't even see it anywhere. I mean, Bayern Munich in Germany, they win the league every year. Um, you know, in Italy, we're starting to see it a little bit more because Juventus have dropped off massively. Uh, so we're seeing a little bit more competitiveness there, which is great. But, you know, France, PSG win it every year. You know, oh, they've won it, what, eight times out of ten? Eight times out of the last ten? It's not really that competitive, is it then? You know. We are starting to see the Premier League become more like the rest of Europe in terms of its lack of competitiveness, which is a shame, you know, huge shame. We've avoided it for so long. I mean, to be fair, though, did we avoid it for so long? I mean, we've always had the big four, the top four, and now we've got the big six. You know, no one's going to win the league outside those six for a very long time. You know, and they're, well, you know, until until we're they're all owned by states. You know, and no one's going to win the league past those top two for a very long time. I mean, I know I predicted Chelsea this year, <laughs> which was so stupid. In hindsight, that was the most ridiculous decision. Lukaku will fire into the league. Fucking hell. Anyway, right. So, what does that all mean for the table then? So, you know, we'll just quickly go through it. But yeah. City won the league, so congratulations to them. Sure, it will make you very happy. Liverpool came second, Chelsea third, Spurs fourth. So they're all in the Champions League, well done. Uh, you know, as I say, Spurs have been really good. Um, and you know, also of Chelsea, considering, you know, that they were completely derailed uh, mid-season with this whole ownership crisis thing, uh, you know, quite rightly but um, yeah they've <clears throat> the players the coach you know Tuchel has done a really good job so you know fair play to them and Spurs as well like really really good um, under Conte I am disappointed that Man United did not go for Conte I'm disappointed you know he is a quick fixer he as he goes in places gets them playing then leaves alright he, but he's not like Mourinho because he doesn't fuck about and go, yeah, let's play really defensively. You know, Spurs scored 69 goals. It's the fourth most, but still, it's the fourth, and they finished fourth, you know. They had some incredible fucking players, like Kane and Son, and a very astute signing in Kuliusevski, you know, and Bentoncourt, who's a phenomenal player, by the way. We'll see that next season more, but he is phenomenal. He's a midfielder who Man United could use. And actually, quite frankly, if they had signed him, if Conte had joined and they'd signed Bentoncourt, United would have finished fourth. Or third. 
or second. No, not second, but third. They could have got that. That's how good he is. That's how important it was for Man United to sign a midfielder. And Bentoncourt would have been perfect. So, yeah. But, you know, he's gone to Spurs and he will be fucking brilliant next year. And they'll finish at least third. Well, no, they'll finish third. <laughs> let's, let's, not, let's not pretend that they can catch, you know, the fucking state-sponsored nonsense and, uh, and Liverpool. Let's not... Let's not pretend they can, but, you know, we'll see. Um, so, yeah, then fifth and sixth, Arsenal and United, both got Europa League. Again, as I say, Arsenal, phenomenal season. I think that's a brilliant result for them. Man United, terrible. Like, really, really shit. 58 points. Should be fucking ashamed. Like, you know, that's the fucking lowest points that they've had in the Premier League era. Now, obviously, it doesn't help that you had Solskjaer, a complete novice, pretty much, for half the season, and then brought in a guy who hasn't managed a game for fucking a decade, you know, just on reputation. <clears throat> a lot of the rhetoric around Ralf Rangnick was similar to what we heard about Louis van Gaal, which was concerning at the time. Um, so, yeah, it's it's going to be... Difficult for Man United. It'll be difficult for Ten Hag um, because he will not get those things that we discussed in the last episode. He, we will, he will not get that structure in place. He will not get competence around him. So he will become bogged down and it will not be good. He's the right guy at the wrong time, unfortunately. You know, the right guy at the right time would have been Conte, you know. And then Ten Hag could have taken over from some, uh, you know, from him where it was somewhat successful, or Pochettino coming in now, and he's got a track record of building in a less than ideal structure. We're seeing that with Conte now as well. So you know, those two, one of those two, would have been perfect for the next one, in my opinion. And then Ten Hag could come in after that. Because it's all about progression. It's all about, you know, having a smooth transition to the next guy, isn't it? Let's face it, when Ten Hag leaves, you're either going to have to put in a structure in place so when Ten Hag does leave, if he's been successful or if he's built in his image, you can go and hire a guy who's similar to continue the work. Or... You can go the other way and go, right, Ten Hag's left. Oh, what do we do? Oh, I don't know. Oh, let's go and get, you know, a really defensive coach. Okay, great. He'll come in and he'll gut the team. You know, you can't keep bouncing from one philosophy to another in terms of coaches because you're just going to keep having to build and rebuild the team. You know, that's why Mourinho made no fucking sense at any point. You know, Van Hal came in and he's similar to Mourinho. But, you know, he put in the groundwork, he put, put put it in place. And then Mourinho came in and was like, right, I want Matic. And then fucked everyone else off. You know, and then Solskjaer came in and was like, right, I don't like any of these fellas. You know, it's which is bollocks. Anyway, whatever, doesn't matter. Talk about that more later. West Ham 7th. Um, yeah, a bit disappointing for them because they, they did have such a strong campaign at the start. They've got Europe, though, you know, one of the, this bloody Europa Conference League, which, you know, if you win it, then it's then it's a great competition, isn't it? But if you get knocked out early, it's like, well, it's just that, isn't it? 
But I don't know what you get for winning it. Do you get a place in the Europa League? Because would that even be necessary next season? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. Um, but yeah, like, you know, West Ham have unfortunately come up short from such a promising start. But, you know, it's disappointing. But, you know, they can... Unfortunately, that's the nature of it, isn't it? You know, at the end of the day, West Ham are a selling club, just like any club is outside the big boys. And so Declan Rice will go if someone pays the money. Um, and he's their most one of their most important players. Jared Bowen will go if someone pays the money. Um, and so, you know, that's how it's always worked. And, you know, it really does, you know, it really does, like, stymie West Ham's bloody progress. But you know that's just the way it is, and yeah, until we until we until that is no longer the case, then unfortunately clubs like West Ham are gonna have these one-off seasons, and then you know they're probably gonna finish like twelfth next year because you know they're better than most clubs in the league, but when they lose a few good players, they won't be anymore, and that's just. You know, that, that's what happens. Leicester, you know, they won the league. They got their most important two players, apart from, well, other than Jamie Vardy. Mares and Kante went that summer. They left that summer. And then they did. Then they nearly got relegated the next year. And it's been a slow process. Sure, slowly but surely, Leicester have built themselves back up. They're building themselves back up. They finished fifth a couple of times. Now they finished eighth. And so you're like, mm, are we at the end of the cycle? Uh, and, you know... If Tielemans goes, if he gets if he gets sold, if Harvey Barnes gets sold, if Jamie Vardy retires, all of a sudden you're looking at another rebuild for Leicester. And you know, that's unfortunately the cycle and the nature of it. Um but yeah. It's just it's just, you know, Leicester have finished eighth, which is disappointing for them. But if Rogers leaves, and if a couple of good players leave then actually eighth would have been fucking uh, great, you know, this time next year. So, you know, it's 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 all about perspective at the time, isn't it? So, anyway, Brighton finished ninth. Uh, they are great to watch. Great to watch under Graham Potter. I think they're fantastic. Um, again, they'll have similar problems. I think I'll put them down for relegation next year. I think because. If only if Graham Potter leaves, and if they sell fellas like uh, Bissouma, who shouldn't be playing anyway, but you know Bissouma, uh, Kukurea, really good, looks like a really good player. Um, Malpe, you know these players are good players. They're good Premier League players. They could they could play for you know bigger clubs and do well. Um, so yeah, if they all leave, and if the manager leaves, then they'll be. You know, they will be nailed on. And, you know, it's unfortunate with with clubs like that because you'd say that Brighton are an established Premier League club, but there's no such thing anymore outside the top six, I'm afraid, because you would have said that about Bournemouth. You know, they were in the league for six years and then all of a sudden they had one bad season where they had a few injuries and, you know, whatever, it wasn't working out quite right, quite how it was in the previous seasons and they got relegated. You know, Burnley, another example. They've been in the league for, what, 10 years? No, not that long. Seven? Six, seven years? Now they're down. 
you would have said Burnley were established in a way. I mean, yes, they always flirted with relegation, but they never, they always used to pull away. But they just didn't, couldn't quite do it this year. So, you know, I mean, Southampton, you know, you'd say, oh yeah, they've been in the league for like seven years, but actually they look as though they could easily go down next year because they've been shite. It's, uh, it's worrying that the gap is becoming wider and wider between the six and the rest of them. Anyone could go down next year outside the top six. Anyone. And lo and behold, the big six are the ones who finished in the top six. There wasn't a single club outside the big six that didn't finish where they where they were supposed to, really. And so it is worrying. It is worrying for other clubs, isn't it? You know, I mean, Everton. Look at fucking Everton. You'd say they, you know, you'd say that they were nailed on for like you know seventh because they're the seventh biggest club. I think they got the sixth biggest wage budget actually. So they might even you know they're 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 one of those big clubs. But they've they've nearly gone down this year, and quite frankly, who's going to come in and fucking save them? Because it ain't going to be Frank Lampard. And I tell you what, if he's there next year, I would be shitting myself if I was an Everton fan. Um, but yeah, and it sounds as though I have a right a personal vendetta against Lampard, don't I? Doesn't it? But actually, I just think he's. I just don't like the way that you know. We'll talk about him later. Anyway, Wolves another good season for them, but again, depends who stays. You know. The, the, the coach looks quite good there. But, um, yeah, it depends who stays. Like, as I say, Matinho could retire or leave or want to go back to Portugal, you know, whatever. You know, because he's getting on now, isn't he? He's, what, like 36? He could want to go. You know, he might not renew. Um, who's the fellow? Uh, Neves. Good player. Looks like a good player. He could he could leave, you know, for the right price. Um yeah, they're all these young Portuguese players who they've got like Neto and uh, Podence, you know, players like that look really good. And, you know, Liverpool found Jota. He's fucking brilliant. You know, why 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 shouldn't Arsenal or Spurs take a punt on one of them or Chelsea? You know, and if, if a couple of clubs do that, then all of a sudden Wolves are really short. You know, Conor Cody, he could play for anyone in the league, in my opinion. So, you know, again... These clubs are always in precarious positions. Obviously, Newcastle aren't as precarious now because of the shambolic ownership uh, situation. But yeah, um, it's just it's just a bit concerning, I think. So anyway, Newcastle eleventh, Palace twelfth, Brentford thirteenth. Fantastic, well done for Brentford. Fantastic, everyone wanted them to stay up, and they did. An absolute canter. They were amazing. Uh, yeah. Long may it continue. Um, Villa finished 14th. Shite when Gerrard came in. I mean, I'm sorry. Like, I know Gerrard's a good manager at Rangers and whatever, but, you know, after they sacked Dean Smith and he came in, they did not get a bounce and they played pretty poorly. So I'd be worried if I was Villa, you know. But then again, they do have, they have signed a couple of good players. They've already acted very quickly. So really... They could be one. That, it could go. It could go either way, quite frankly. But I think that. I mean, look. Maybe I'm being too harsh. Like Gerard needs time, just like everybody else. So you know, ones to watch for sure. Southampton fifteenth. Yeah, really poor. Everton sixteenth. Now with Everton, obviously you've got. You know, it's it's going to be a sticky situation at Everton for a while because I just don't see, unless you have the levels of investment. Well, Everton have had a lot of investment. 
but it's not been smart, has it? Because they've bought in players who are, who are, you know, they've bought in players for mad money who just aren't as good as the level you're paying. I mean, 50 million for Sigurdsson is, is ridiculous, you know. And where is he now? I mean, you know, who who knows? <laughs> Disgusting. But yeah, um, you know, we, we, we don't know, do we? Do you know what I mean? So anyway, you know, Richarlison, 50 million. I think he's a good player, but he'll want to leave. He'll leave. Um, so yeah, and you got, you know, Michael Keane, 40 million quid. Jordan Pickford, 30 million quid. Like, you know, and, and you know, just the ridiculous decisions. Like, you know, you, you hire Benitez. And then, you know, who's obviously not going to be popular. But he's a lightning rod for the ownership because the owners turn around and go, we're not going to give you any money. We're going to give you £2 million or whatever it was to, to spend. Um, make it work. And, you know, the squad was crying out for investment at that stage anyway because they were shite, uh, you know. And, you know, uh, but Benitez got on with it. And, you know, he was quite astute in the transfer market, I would argue. You know, you've got someone like uh, Damari Gray coming in who was really good and Andros Townsend who was pretty good you know he's quite reliable so you know it wasn't the worst start for Everton but it wasn't exactly great and then it obviously got worse and worse but you know what did you expect like you know he was always going to play quite um, pragmatic football because that's what Benitez does and he's not going to change now so I just I just don't understand it and yeah it was bizarre really and so, you know, obviously when that happens, you're thinking, right, well, back him in January then. No, nothing happened in January really. And actually, what was bizarre was that, you know, Benitez fell out with Dinia, the left back, who was one of their better players, sold him. The, the owners let Benitez sell one of their best players and then sacked him four days later. It, it screams of like it's it, well it smacks of like you know people not knowing what they're doing quite frankly it's it's bizarre it's really bizarre anyway so they hire Frank Lampard and what annoys me about about the Lampard situation is that the takes you know, uh like it was Chris Sutton who I actually quite like um despite his voice but I, I do I do quite like him he speaks a lot of sense usually he said or he tweeted like you know oh Frank Lampard has to be praised. What a fantastic job he's done coming into a difficult situation at Everton. When Lampard came in, Everton were 16th. <laughs> they were four points above the relegation zone with two games in hand. Everton have finished two points, two, 16th, four points above the relegation zone. So, you know, he hasn't done a great job, in my opinion. Because they were shite, you know they got they got battered worse than they did under under Benitez in terms of the performances in terms of the score lines. But you know, and quite frankly, the games that they won against United and Chelsea were shocking. Like United didn't show up; they were terrible. And yeah, you got to beat who who's in front of you. But you know, it's just I don't know. It was just. I think that if you if you give him too much credit for this, we will be here again in nine months. You know when 
they're looking like shit. Because let's face it, he's never done a good job anywhere. I mean, Derby, where he started out, threw everything at him to get them in the Premier League. He, they threw everything. In fact, they have now crippled themselves financially so much that they got docked so many points that they are now in League One. And they bet it all on Lampard and he didn't fucking deliver. So he didn't he didn't get them promoted. He lost in the chat in the playoff final, I think it was. And then they and then and then he left, you know. Then he left for Chelsea. And Chelsea realised pretty quickly that actually he wasn't up to it. So they got rid of him after what, fourteen months? And Tuchel came in that January and won the Champions League. So, you know. He obviously had the players and the squad to deliver. Wasn't getting, but he wasn't getting anything out of them. And then he obviously took a year out and went and rocked up at Everton and thought it'd, it'd be a good idea to sign Deli Ali. Who I don't know what the fuck's happened to Deli Ali, but quite frankly, he is not the player he was. He needs someone who is a good manager to get the best out of him, like Pochettino. So yeah, it was a bit, bit strange, all round. And I think I would be hesitant in praising him too much. Because, as I say, we're just going to find ourselves here again. But yeah. Anyway. Uh, and then obviously the relegation. You know, Leeds just surviving on the last day. Well done to them. And then commiserations to Burnley, Watford and Norwich. Uh, Watford and Norwich obviously went down very early. And Burnley on the last day, which is always hard to take for Burnley fans but and and the disappointing thing is well the difficult thing is now that it's never a guarantee to come back up you know you don't bounce back up like you last like like you normally do unless you're Norwich or Fulham but you know they just keep missing each other don't they <laughs> they're never in the Premier League at the same time so yeah it's it's gonna be um difficult for those three clubs to come back up I think especially Burnley uh, but then again, they've got new owners now, so you know maybe we'll see, we'll see. But yeah, you can unfortunately get rooted in the in the championship for a long time. Bournemouth have come straight back up though, so well done to them. Uh, and Fulham, of course, they're always yo-yoing. Um, yeah, and so we'll see who joins them. It's either be Forest or Huddersfield, isn't it? And uh, you know, obviously, I- I'm supporting Forest. I think it'd be nice to see Forest back in the Premier League after so long. It would be really good and um, you know Huddersfield have been there recently and um, yeah they actually they, they did alright but uh, you know I just think it would be nice to see Forest there again because they that's you know they're a big club they're a really big club and they've got a lot of history in there and they deserve it and they belong there yeah. anyway uh, so yeah I've been rambling now for a bit so uh, we'll quickly do some I don't know some uh, some some stuff outside the Premier League. Oh, yeah, top scorers. That's what I wanted to do. So, Salah and Son, um, joint top scorer with 23 goals. Salah got 13 assists uh, to Son's seven. So, you know, when I mean, we do know who the best player in the league was, it was obviously Salah. Uh, he was very, very good. Again, he always has been. Um, obviously, some concerning news coming out about Salah in the light of Mbappe, where um, Salah is definitely going to be at Liverpool next season even if he doesn't sign a new contract and it's the last year of his of his contract so players are recognising how much power they have you know you look at Coutinho a few years ago when he signed a new deal when he was in the last year of his contract and then 
transferred to Barcelona, he left a lot of money on the table. If he hadn't signed that new deal and left when he did, or just stuck it out for another six months, because I think it was a January transfer, wasn't it? If he had just said, I'm, I'm going to not sign a new contract and I'm going to run it down, all that money that Barcelona paid for him, you know, well, not all of it, but, you know, he would have been paid higher wages because they could, would have been able to afford it. Or, or, you know, they would have given him a signing on bonus. A bigger one. So, you know, players are recognising that now. And Mbappe, you know, obviously, financially, it was the smartest thing for him to do to play Real Madrid and PSG off against each other. And he's ended up with a fucking phenomenal, ridiculous money from PSG. I think he's getting paid like, what? Is it like a million a week or something? Or like 200 million over four years? Or three years? It's it's fucking scandalous money. It's it's outrageous, and um, you know that's what's going to happen. You know, transfer fees may well go down. They may be driven down because players will realize that they they're the ones with the power. You know, the big players. Salah is going to do exactly the same as what Mbappe has done. He's going to turn around to Liverpool in January and go right. Give me five hundred grand in my bank account every time I kick the ball. And Liverpool will negotiate him down to every time you kick it forward. <laughs> that, you know, it's it's going to be mad. It's going to be mad money. Like, and Salah's the best player in the world. So, of course, he's you know, wants to be the highest paid. Because he's the best. You know, it's, it's, it's a little bit, again, more concerning. Because the only people who can afford these wages are the big clubs. You know, why would you go to Leicester, you know... Or Palace, when you can go to, you know, fucking, as a big player, I mean, or you can get, you know, where you can go to Man United, who will pay you double, as just just wait a year, and they'll pay you double, like, it's just crazy, it's crazy stuff. So yeah, we're gonna see a lot of that, I think. Um, Wenger warned us. Then again, Wenger has also warned us about a lot of things that are shite. Um, so, but yeah, it's just, it's just concerning. A lot of it's concerning. I'm sorry if this is a really fucking depressing podcast. It's not been, it's not been very funny, has it? Um, but yeah, it's, it's just, yeah. I just think that Salah will ultimately screw Liverpool over in a, in a way because, you know, they're either going to have to pay him like 500 grand a week or like, you know, whatever it is a week, X amount of money. Or he's going to leave on a free. When I mean, yeah, look, it's probably best to keep Salah anyway, because let's let's say he stays for another year, and then leaves for free. Right? Let's just because that's probably let's just say that that because that's in the realm of possibility. Well, you get another season out of him, a peak season as well, and you know you could you could win the league. He could win the league that year, and so then that's that's worth it, isn't it? But if you don't do too well or he gets injured and any and he fucking leaves, you know you've got nothing for him, and he's and he's brilliant. So it's just it's just a bit uh, I don't know. Anyway, assists as well. Salah once again head of at top of the assist table. He's he's had a brilliant season. I know you like you know um, you know well ahead of De Bruyne on eight, but De Bruyne did score fifteen goals, so you know he was pretty good as well. Uh, Pogba got nine assists. Four of them coming in one game, I do believe. More assists than De Bruyne. But as I say, De Bruyne scored 15 goals to Pogba's one. So, 
I mean, actually, Pogba got as many assists as Rhys James, but Rhys James scored five goals. It, and Adley Robertson got ten assists with three goals. This is fucking ridiculous. Like, so, yeah, Pogba will leave on a free. And, I, I, you know, I'm a little bit disappointed because Pogba was a good, you know, he's a good player. But he doesn't play a lot, so it's disappointing. But, yeah. Anyway, it's it's... I just think it's been, you know, the season promised so much at the start for so many people or for so many clubs and it's just been really quite, it's meandered into sort of nothingness, you know? It's been a bit, eh. Like, maybe maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but, you know, I just don't really see the, uh, I mean, I love it. I love it. I love the football, but I just think that it's heading in a way that I could, like, any, everyone can see it, but no one's going to stop it. You know what I mean? It's just head. I mean, like the Super League is going to rear its ugly head again because that's what they want, isn't it? Ultimately, they want like a franchise. They want like an NFL style sort of thing. And you know what? If it delivered competitiveness, competitive balance, that where anyone could win it, then for that aspect of it, I would I would be pleased. But everything else, it would be shit. And yeah, I just think it would. Uh, I just think I just think it's 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 not as good as it used to be. But then again, maybe that's because United is shit. So who knows? <laughs> but yeah. Um, so also shout out. So shout out to the biggest cheat in the league as well. Let's just end on something uh, a little bit lighthearted. Uh, the Wolverhampton, the Wolves goalkeeper, uh, Jose Sarr. He's the biggest fucking cheat in the league. Uh, so congratulations to him. Well. Not congratulations, the opposite of congratulations, commiserations for your award of biggest cheat. Honestly, terrible. He is the worst. Oh, also, as well, Ronaldo got. How many goals did he get? He got. Dun, 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 18 goals. So, congratulations. Uh, a donation will be being made to um, a worthy charity, a worthy cause in his name so congratulations for that uh, anyway I will be doing some more of these chats um, you know over the course of the summer uh, you know keeping up with transfers and what have you as I say keep an eye out for the next episode we're going to do that next week me and Andrew we're going to do the Man United special Mark 2 We'll also hopefully have some more guests on over the summer to talk about Liverpool and, and uh, you know, what have you. Because, and just the wider state of football, you know, I want to do something about uh, Europe and, um, you know, how, you know, we've lost our way in terms of competitiveness. I mean, look at the Bundesliga, you know, Bayern Munich have won it 10 times in a row. You know, what's the fucking point? So, you know, we'll have a look into it all. Uh, as I say, we're going to keep doing things over the summer. Um... But yeah, I will keep you updated, keep them released, make sure you've uh, got the notifications. I'm, I'm joking. Uh, but yeah, I hope you've enjoyed this this year. Uh, you know, it's been it's been great. It's been really good. It's been really fun for me doing the, the episodes. I hope that you've enjoyed them. Um, the four of you do listen every week. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's been it's been fun, and I'm gonna try and keep it going over the year over the summer, as I say. Uh, with some content and I, I think I will be doing it next year as well like you know it's been really it's been really good um, you know I just hope that Ronaldo leaves so then I can support my United again 
that would be brilliant because quite frankly I think you'd probably want to hear some of my takes from, as a United fan again but um, we'll, we'll have to see anyway I hope you've enjoyed it it's been a really good year for me in terms of, of these episodes I've really enjoyed doing them and I really hope that you've enjoyed them too and yeah I'll catch you later so um, take it easy